What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast with the THP Strength team. Today, we are going to be discussing CJ, his programming. We're actually going to be writing his programming on the podcast, getting an update, all the all those good things. I know you guys really enjoy that, so that's what we're doing today. And we will introduce ourselves. My name is John. I coach these two fine gentlemen. CJ has been MIA for a bit, doing the necessary rehab to get back. And Isaiah has a 48-inch vertical. <laughs> And yeah, I coach them. Isaiah, CJ. Well, you already introduced us kind of, but I'm, I'm Isaiah Rivera, 48-inch vertical, pro dunker, and I coach athletes. Been doing it for about two years now. That's me. Hey, everybody. I'm CJ. Uh, I also dunk. I'm currently MIA, as John said, <laughs> and I'm studying kinesiology right now. Solid, solid. CJ is also, for all intents and purposes, our media man. He does all of the videos for Isaiah and edits all of his YouTube videos, correct? Sick. So we will just kind of get into it here. For some reason, there's wind in the background. Are you guys outside? <laughs> I'm not. Might be CJ's mic. Anyways, um, so CJ, give us an update on everything. How's your body feeling? What's been going on in your life over the last six months? This is an update for me too. Oh, this is real time. Okay. <laughs> let's let's should, go last three months. Last three months. Last three months. Okay. All right. So uh, semester started. Um, school's going on right now. Uh, but the the three things about my body right now that have been uh, really messing me up has been uh, everything on the left side. I have my shoulder. I have my hamstring, and then I also have my knee. Uh, with the shoulder and and the knee, it's just it's tendinopathy so uh the knee uh uh what do we pfp patellofemoral pain yeah i think it's pfp mostly yeah and the shoulder it's just we can we can just call it shoulder pain for now but there's a lot of things going on up in there what did they actually your... say it was did they say it was like your rotator cuff tendon or something uh no they didn't say they didn't say i mean it it is or it's like a part of it because i mean again there's there's a lot going on up in there so uh, I think uh, I've heard people prefer to call it just shoulder pain instead of trying to be specific when there's a lot of things happening. But anyway, so the last three months, it's been okay. So I did rehab. I went into rehab and I got some hands-on uh, work with um, a physical therapist. And uh, that, was, that was good in terms of getting, my, um, uh, getting me feeling confident to move again uh, because beforehand I wasn't able to do like almost any movement. And I was too scared to also do that. I had the anxiety of doing that. So they kind of worked me in to doing certain things until I was actually able to jump again and I was able to start doing certain exercises. Um, and it's been going good. Uh, you could see I've posted a little bit on my Instagram. Uh, I have some progression. Uh, I tested, last time I tested a 37 inch vertical, I think last week I probably could have probably hit 40 if I tested. Um, and I'm kind of trying to slowly build back up into what normal training is. So, uh, yeah, my hamstring was able to handle certain things. I could run again. I could cut. Uh, I could actually do things like Nordics, um, not like as hard as possible, but that's been good. I've been able to do a full squat. Um, I'm able to obviously jump so my knee can handle that kind of thing. Uh, and then uh, on the other hand, my shoulder, I could finally do like, for example, the most I'll do is four sets of 15 push-ups, and that's as, that's about as much as it can handle after after doing like a full 
uh, rehab upper body day. Okay. Um, so that's how it's been going. And then now last week I have regressed. Last week I tried to do, uh, I think the big thing was I probably overused it, but I also tried to deadlift 95 pounds, which is like 35% of what I was doing before I got injured. So, um, yeah, 95 pounds and, uh, it kind of, it kind of, I don't know if it tweaked, but I felt a little something in your knee or so, your shoulder. Or your hamstring, hamstring. <laughs> Which one are we on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so this is again, this is a big thing. The hamstring is is scary for me because uh, I'm not like too sure when uh, it could possibly like kind of re-injure itself because I've re-injured it before, and it doesn't. Before re-injuring it, it doesn't really like. There's not a lot of signs that show me. So if I feel anything, like if I feel a little bit of discomfort, then I'm just like, okay, I think I, you know, I should probably back off. So that's what I felt last week. Um, so the hamstring is just a bit like, I'm a bit worried to use it now. And and the knee as well. Uh, I, I don't know what happened with the knee. Maybe I did over jump. <laughs> Not maybe, I did. I did. I had, I had two dunk sessions on Thursday, so that... <laughs> That would that'll, be that would be it. it. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So the need regressed a little bit as well, but I'm not even like that stressed about it. So okay. that's kind of where I'm at. Just the hamstring and the knee. Got it. All right. So shoulder is manageable at the moment, right? You kind of yeah. you know how to you know how to deal with that one. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. How have you been basically on like a load management type setup where you're jumping Mondays and Thursdays? Is that basically what you're just, doing? Just just Thursday. Just Thursday. Okay. What are you I've doing been, on yeah, Monday? I've just been, Monday has just been uh, legs. Okay. So what does your current setup look like? Yeah, okay. So I, I did – it's changed up a bit. Um, so I, I think – so Monday's legs – no, I'm sorry. Hang on. Let me start on Thursday. Thursday – Thursday's jump day. Friday's rest. Saturday, legs. Sunday, upper body rehab. Uh, Monday's legs. Tuesday, upper body rehab. Wednesday. Did I take a break on Wednesday? So you have you start your week on Thursday. Yes. So you go jump day, off day, leg day, upper, leg day, upper, something like that. Yeah. Then what? I'm trying to think what off the last day? day was. It might it might be it might be a leg day. Okay, so you basically but have like a light leg day. So you have three leg days and one jump day right now. It's, I've been doing two, so I might have, I might have, I think, hang on, I'm looking back. Do you like your week starting on Thursday? Is there a reason for that? Are you free on the weekends? I'm, Is just, that trying to, I'm just trying to dunk with everybody on oh. Thursday. That's what that was. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> all right, all right. That makes sense. I try to keep it to two. Saturday. I try to keep it to two leg, leg workouts and then one light leg workout, which is like, like a warm up and then some dribbling drills and then, and then. Uh, dribbling like like, like dribbling like leg dribbling or ball dribbling basketball dribbling okay. like I'll move with the basketball oh, but like okay. almost kind of in place but kind of out of place like I'm not moving too far but just a little bit just to get a sweat alright this is going to be using my max brain power right now <laughs> <laughs> alright so Isaiah you can interject on anything you have while I do you want me to 
I can go on his training and I can input stuff as you guys talk about it. Like if like you tell me to like oh like add this on that. Day. I don't mind. Um, that way we can unload your max brain power a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I need to see the whole thing. I feel like to like oh, okay okay get, like I need to write it out as I go, or else it's gonna be really tough. Should I share my screen? Like I can share my screen. But yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. Okay, hold on, let me see. I have I have all the numbers and the workouts that I did as well. Yeah, the biggest ones will mm, the biggest ones will be like your your best ever where you think you're at right now that's the most relevant ones um like best ever and then where you think you're like not best ever best in the last couple of months all right so i need yeah i have it so i just do my chrome tab let's see if that'll work can you guys see this yep all right let's go that's gorgeous actually what do you mean like it looks dope like it's high quality oh really <laughs> big you'll love to hear it okay so you might want to clear all that. I literally nice, put. <laughs> I told him to. I told him to. Nice, dude. You got both. <laughs> I, was, I was getting tired of having to scroll up and find a warm up from like. This is great. March. <laughs> I say, uh, or something. How many months did you load of this? Uh, it might have been a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I would just go a year just in case. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, hold on. I'm so, in 2022 uh, right now. So if you. Hey, stop it. Sorry, my dog's over there eating cords. She's so smart. <laughs> she's just like her dad. Now she's laying in the corner wrapped around a chair. It's kind of funny. Can you guys see my face too? Is it is that still? Okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, so let's see. I'm deleting <laughs> these warm-ups too. All right, so right now, do you still want to dunk on Thursdays, which is today? Uh, I'm not, I'm not dunking today. All right. Well, that's going to make this tough. <laughs> I would rather just start the week on Monday. Like, you know what I mean? That's fine. Back. We could we could do whatever. All right. So what, what considerations do you have as far as like logistically? Do you have access to everything every day? Or are there certain things you want to be doing with certain people on certain days? I, you know, that doesn't matter anymore because I just, I just want to be able to train, <laughs> get to, all get right. to being able to train. So it's, it's all good. How close also are you? Also schedules for everybody is going to be kind of weird. Yeah. Next yeah. It, it's, everything's changing. You guys so know much, I'm going to so be I don't, on I don't mind. the 18th, right? You guys know that? The 18th to like the 25th? What happened? I'm going to be in Orlando the 18th to the 25th. Oh. <laughs> all right. So. Oh, bro. That's. Scotty's trying to set up a huge balls life session with like T oh. and everybody and like and Dan Gross. I think he's trying to get him down here in February time too. 18th. Yeah. No like, way. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Oh, I'm going to be, that's going to be tough for me, but all right. So let's see here. We got a warm up. So you can I do think, the, um, can you do the full warm ups right now, CJ? I don't know. I was doing them. Like last week, I was doing them, and I was also ramping up the intensity of doing them. So it felt like like I was like I was sweating at the end of it. So currently, right now, I think if I I'll do it, but like I'll just cut down the meters to like maybe can you like cut a the intensity? Meter jog. Can, can or you, you could do it you, Isaiah style. Yeah, which is what I like. Go really, really low intensity. <laughs> CJ I mean. knows what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen it. Um, I'll probably I'd, do that. I think I'd I could, I'm pretty sure I could do that. Yeah, the warm up would probably be a good thing to like build back in. All right. Yeah. I'm just gonna start alternating these. Just so guys know, closure and maneuver are kind of like the common ones. I change them year to year. If you're listening to this, 
they just kind of involve like a bunch of different general movements that address coordination and also address like ranges of motion in all the planes. So generally speaking, they can be like a little bit elastic at times, or they can involve a lot of low level plyometrics and that's how I make them up. So I also make them specific to whatever I feel like the athlete might actually lack and might need. So most of our athletes are basketball players or track and field athletes, and they suck at spinning, cutting, like in a coordinated manner. And those are really important skills to have. So the footwork is kind of blended into the warmups. My dog is stuck underneath the chair and I'm not going to help her. <laughs> so they're kind of blended in into the warm-up to try to help athletes who maybe don't have a basketball background or don't have like a general good movement library in their wheelhouse and kind of building that out accordingly. And that's why I like to vary it and include a lot of different movements in the warm-up. Bailey, come. She is so, eating the cords again. Sorry. <laughs> I should just create her right now. But so we're going, I, okay. So CJ, what was your question before I move on? With, with building up the warm-up, I actually, I think, so I can actually measure it instead of trying to go by lower intensity and build intensity, I think it would be easier to just keep, keep try and keep the same intensity, but maybe change the distance. All right, that's and that fine. way I can measure it better. Yeah, that's fine. For you to quantify it, that works. Are you going to keep mental note to that? Oh, yeah. Okay, I, got, cool. I got my notebook here. Don't worry. Sweet, because I can't really go in and <laughs> I could, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I know. I could, I could I actually that. do it here, but that would be a lot to do. No, I'm not I'm not trying to make you have that much yeah, work. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a lot. That would be a lot to go in and start changing individual exercise library. All right, so as far as stretching, can you do the dynamic flexibility right now? Yeah, okay. definitely. All right, that's probably good for your hamstring. Are you just doing the jump-specific one right now? How's your back? I've been doing all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Perfect. I'll mix it up for you. So just so you guys know, the jump specific one is a little bit shorter. Actually, I'm going to wait to do this because I need to figure out what your week is going to look like. Um, I think with your PFP, it's going to be best to load you Monday, Wednesday, Friday, generally, be your legs. Of those, I would say one of them could be jumping. And reason being, PFP you the recovery timelines are a little bit different than tendinopathy where you could load tendinopathy based on the tension in the tendon and the velocity in the tendon you can kind of cycle through it pfp is a little bit different in that the timelines for recovery are somewhat longer like 48 hours ish and if you do a jump session and a lifting session back to back it'll make it a little bit worse so by giving yourself that full window that full 48 hours and loading every other day you give yourself that full 48 hours to kind of bounce back and your PFP is not velocity. Velocity doesn't impact it. It does, but it's more like the position and the pressure. So you can still have really high stress on your patellofemoral on the, basically on the, on the hyaline cartilage, the backside of the patella bone and the femoral, like the groove, the patellar groove in the femur, you can have really high pressures just doing regular strength work so if you go back to back like you wouldn't a standard load management setup where you might go like elastic work then slow strength then isos that would not work for pfp also isos do not work for pfp so they're definitely not going to be in there um so i guess i'm gonna these these days cj can be upper if you're doing upper rehab yeah. um i'm just gonna put that in there i'm assuming you have a setup you're doing right now for that that the pt gave you yeah okay so you have a good progression for that right now uh-huh. Okay, I'm just going to put upper in there. 
Sweet. Okay, so I'm going to take this out. Cool. So you're basically going to do legs Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And which of those days would you prefer to dunk if you could pick? Uh, Friday. It's the most free day. Okay, cool. So I'm debating right now for people wondering if you want me to <laughs> talk about some people will say like, Oh, I want you to talk about like what your thought process is and stuff like that. Isaiah, are you multitasking or muting yourself or what are you, what are your thoughts right now? Um, I, I, well, I've just been listening oh, okay. to, to what you've been saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So right now what's going through my head is should I put sprinting in there or not? So Reason being, sprinting is a good progression back for the hamstring, but it doesn't necessarily have to be sprinting. You can have an iteration of sprinting. So you could have dribble runs, you could have jogging, you could have, like, there's tons of ways to progress it. Generally speaking, you would go dribble runs over the ankle, then over the knee, then over the, or you would go over the ankle, over the calf, then over the knee, increase the velocity, increase the frequency, and then you would go to faster tempo What's running. A dribble run? Dribble running is like the ankling. Like, remember when you used to, like, run... It's like riding a little bike where you step over the ankle. Oh, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. Oh. And then the neck. And so basically you can progress your hamstring with that because it's, it's sprint specific, right? Where you pull your hamstring the most is as you cast the leg further out, when you're moving faster, you get pre-contraction in the hamstring. As you get to that full extension, like unfolding the leg before it touches the ground, that's where you pull your hamstring. So dribbling is a way to kind of reel back the intensity a little bit because you're if you're stepping over the ankle you're truncating the run so you don't have to unfold the leg quite as fast and you can also change the frequency right i mean you might have for example i think elite sprinting it goes upwards like 3.8 strides per second or something i don't know what it is but maybe it's even high as four but with dribble running you can get really high frequencies and really low velocities you can get really high stride stride frequencies with really low velocities because your stride length is so short and so it tends to be like a good progression because then you can increase the stride length by stepping over the calf, which will inherently increase the stride length because your flight time's longer, even if you don't have a good entrance velocity. And then you can step over the knee and that again will increase the stride length and then you move back into running, right? Or you can just add a run in or a jog in to the dribbles. That's another way you can, you can kind of progress. And there's a lot of ways you can do it, but it's highly specific for progressing the hamstring back into running. Now, progressing the hamstring back into dunking is different, right? Because you don't need a super high velocity to run into the jump. And so kind of have two things conflicting here. Or not conflicting, but two things running into each other. You can progress out the sprints, but it's not necessarily specific to dunking because you can run into a, a dunk right now and dunk, right? And you're not yeah. pulling your hamstring in dunking. So I don't think so, right? Are you? Is that where the highest stress is right now or no? No. So if, if you're able to dunk right now, dunking is going to load your hamstring up in a very specific way. And obviously your hamstring is not a predictor of your dunking success. If you're not, if you're pulling your hamstring, not, if you're not pulling your hamstring and dunking, odds are it's probably not like a high risk activity for you. And that is the end of the progression for you. So sprinting is a luxury you might not have at the moment. And there's maybe no need to even put it in right now because dunking is the most specific stimuli that's going to make you the fastest, make you better the fastest, along with increasing your health of your PFP or incre decreasing the pain of the PFP, increasing the tolerance of that hyaline cartilage underneath the kneecap and above the femur, and building your strength back up accordingly, right? So getting you strong seems to be 
one of the best things to do getting your deadlift up seems to really help your vertical and if you guys don't know this cj's best lift is his deadlift and if you watch the way he jumps very similar joint angles to his deadlift you would agree cj yes 100 percent. so getting his deadlift up has to be somewhat of a high priority for increasing him his individual vertical as well as your squat do you see any correlation there with your squat personally uh hardly hardly um you've also never really recent... pushed it super high right no well just because i couldn't <laughs> it, with your it back feel your good so, yeah cj has a lot of a cocktail of injuries that makes it kind of tough like leg press seems to be okay though right yeah that's yeah i wish i had one though. <laughs> it's almost we're almost done june or july that's the that's the general prediction of when this return to normalcy will be my dog is sleeping between the chair and it is so cute right now i literally can't oh my goodness gracious i need to take a picture anyways uh <laughs> so yeah so those are kind of the the things working against cj when we're trying to put together this plan and create or find the best stimulus for him right because we need a strength stimulus for him but we also need to progress up a lot of other things concurrently and we can do that we just have to find the right setup for it so this is for pfp we're going Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That makes sense, right? Because he's got 48 hours between loading and he's got a jump day, which is the most specific thing he can do. And all I have to do on that day is make sure that he's warm. I don't have to put sprints in because I'm probably going to use strength work to progress up his hamstring at first before I build in anything like that. And I'm going to pick whatever dynamic flexibility circuit he feels the most warm with, which is what? <laughs> I, any of them are fine, to be honest. All right, I'll pick. I'll pick. Since I've been doing yeah. all, so I like this one. I've been just switching it up. Cool. I'll put this one in. Your back is fine with these ones. Yeah. Cool. Totally. Cool. 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 Are you doing any sprint drills right now? No. I I actually they did have me doing a bit of sprints during um rehab uh, physical therapy. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna leave them so, out and let's just be extra safe. <laughs> yeah. You don't feel very comfortable with that. I just don't feel like this is an adequate warm up. I feel like you would need a little bit more. For dunking or for for the workout? For dunking. How many jumps are you going to do? How many jumps have you been doing? Uh, uh, up to 15. <clears throat> is that after the warm-up? Yes. Okay, cool. Wait, is that after the jump warm-up? Yes. Okay, cool. See, or actually, Isaiah likes 15 jumps for the warm-up. I'm going to do that. That's actually, How about yesterday that? I, I was the first time I actually messed around with like a lot with more lower intensity jumps and I feel way better today. Yeah. So, um, CJ, are you going off the dribble on your regular attempts? How are you warming up with that off the dribble or a full run in? Um, my warm up jumps, uh, they're, they're actually more without a ball and then, and then I do off dribble. Okay. I'll say off dribble. Sounds weird. Cool. These can be max effort. You've been doing max effort approaches? Yeah. Are you doing any visualization before your attempts? Uh, not so much. I know. I know. I've heard about this a few times now from you. Yeah. <laughs> Feel the force.
I actually did this before my J Rich reverse two hands. And how did it first try it without you. ever having practiced it? There you go. <laughs> so ready, ready. People don't even know. People don't even know what the session was like yesterday. Ready? This yeah, is. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just quote Jordan Kilcannon, even though those aren't his words. But <laughs> putting his name in it will. He does believe in this. <laughs> I'll just. I'll think of it. Don't worry. That will yeah, help. Yeah. You'll be like, what would Jordan do? And that'll help you. All right. So Jordan literally does like a cracked out meditation before it works, dude. That's how I went yeah. from not even getting close to East Bang to almost East Bang. I will, like it's literally. I will East Bang his today sessions, because of that, probably. Bro, his sessions. He's he he's literally resting like five minutes in between every jump. Like it's like a it's like its own every jump is its own special like event. Like, dude, he told me that he waits for the beat to drop before he like goes. Like he sets up his meditation and visualization such that. Dude, it's it's super effective. I'm not gonna go into it, but it works. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. Isaiah Exhibit A, you yesterday and me East Bang almost on nine ten. Literally the first time I ever tried. Oh Zay, real quick, what am I supposed to do today? I'm supposed to low rim on nine six East Bays and windmills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I wish I could be there for that, man. I'd be so East Bay, excited. East Bay nine six windmill nine ten. Okay. Well, can I? I'm gonna windmill first on a lower one because i've never done that arm action before and i'm afraid to like land funny because yeah. i'm gonna be splitting my legs funny but i'll yeah i'll do that all right bro we have to get jordan on the podcast to talk about visualization <laughs> we have to try all like, right we'll, we'll try we will try well I, I would i would be okay if you fucking uh market bounce kit like i don't even give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right that's fine i mean yeah okay so <laughs> we'll ask him if you're listening to this, everyone DM Jordan and ask him if he wants to be on the THB Strength Ooh. Podcast. Tell him that CJ yes. was on and we want to have him talk about visualization. Blow up his phone. <laughs> All right, so we have that one day done. CJ, you got your upper days, and now I want to build out the two strength days on Monday and Wednesday. The only downside yeah. of this is you might be a little fatigued for this Friday session, or it could function to help you adapt leading into that session. So just some um, pros and cons. Okay, I'll ha I have thoughts, but we'll save it. What are your thoughts? later well i'm thinking i'm kind of thinking that maybe maybe i don't want to race to this 10 foot east bay contest right away i'm would be pretty happy if i could actually just like lower him on my jump days why uh technique i want some technique but when i say lower him i mean like nine foot nine foot five i'm gonna be honest with you you think 10 you're gonna you're gonna slow your process your progress down by doing that because your hands, honestly, I think your hands are fine. It is a totally up here. It's a confidence thing. I really honestly believe, this is why I keep pushing the visualization because you have the motor learning. You have the capacity to already do those dunks super easily. It is just a matter of tapping into those sensations and getting the same sensations back. You know what they are. If you use your memory and I ask you, CJ, what does an East Bay feel like? Your best East Bay's ever. If you could think about what it felt like in your body, right? What did you feel? Where did you feel tension in your legs? Where did you feel tension in your arms? What, what velocities, what was the rhythm like? And you were to start closing your eyes and thinking about that. Could you use your memory to kind of bring back what some of those things feel like? Yeah, my muscles are kind of like contracting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where do you feel tension in your quads and your hamstrings and your glutes? Like where do you my feel core. the, where's that? My core. In your core. So where, at yeah. what point? Uh, on the transfer. Okay, so... And then, and then coming up to the hoop. Right, so I want you to think about the jump and the approach. Like, right as you lob the ball and you're approaching, what does the approach feel like? Is it bouncy? Is it flat? Is it, like, scurrying across the ground? It, what, what's it's kind of like a straight shot. Like, I go straight. 
So you run straight at the you're and how fast are you moving roughly? Uh, not that that fast. So you're not moving that fast, but is it bouncy and rhythmic? It's it doesn't feel bouncy compared to like if I were doing a full approach one hander okay. off a lob. It just feels like it feels pretty controlled. Okay, so it's controlled. And then as you're coming in, you're pushing off that penultimate step and planning your plant foot. What does that part feel like? Um, Where do you feel tension in your body? Very quick. It's a it's a quick. It's really quick. It's a short penultimate, I think. So on the so if you were to like only. be like ba ba, what's the rhythm like for you? Is it pop pop or is it like? Ta-da. What, what sort of rhythm is it if you were to use like onomatopoeia to give me a, an idea of <laughs> the rhythm? Ba-bop. Ba-bop. All right. You Something guys like heard that. it first, so it's ba-bop. And what about like the block foot coming through and the, is that the plant, the that's the plant and short. block foot? Is that the plant and block foot? So it's like ba-bop. Yeah. So is the it, block is it, foot is really is short. it like push ba-bop? And what sort of pressure are you feeling through your feet when you do that? Oh man, this is tough. <laughs> That's what you need to it's do like, before every jump. You need to be thinking yeah. like, what did it feel like when I did that? Like where, when the ball was coming down and then you need to see yourself just punching the shit out of it. Like at the end of the jump, like that's also a really important part of the visualization. You have to see yourself finishing whatever the movement is. And this is like a thing in high jump that I've done for years, but like unknowingly unconsciously. And then when I started to do it consciously and think about like, what did my best jumps feel like? And just chasing the sensation of that best jump. I posted something on my story yesterday. It was like, what are your best jumps feel like? And everyone was like, effortless. I was like, that means nothing. <laughs> CJ, go out there and effortless for me, okay? I just, just go out there and just like when you go, when you toss the ball, just like effortless. And then each step, just effortless. And then like when you jump, just effortless the jump. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> like, I, I was like, this is ridiculous. Everyone's like, easy, effortless, efficient. I'm like, those are not action words okay they're the they are the exact opposite of action effortless means you're not doing anything (laughs) effortless is you not like just (laughs) hey guys just right now when you're typing just effortless the typing for me like just apply no effort whatsoever okay my hands aren't moving like i just it pisses me (laughs) off so everyone's like fluid i'm like what does that mean (laughs) and people can't describe it they're like i don't know and so i've made it like a thing where i'm like describing sensations and helping people understand what certain things feel like and giving people context of what things feel like and trying to chase that sensation and knowing that's how they know when they did it right is almost like more important, like arguably more important as a coach to understand how to communicate to people or how to get them to understand. So like for you, CJ, your sensation on an East Bay, right? Like what sensations do you have in your body? What are you feeling? If you close your eyes, like you'll probably get an adrenaline rush, even if you just close your eyes and start going through it and like imagining where the sensations are and what you felt on your best East Bays, right? Yeah. You get a new, you get an adrenaline rush right now? <laughs> I, already, yeah, I already did when we were first talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's actually, I got an adrenaline rush. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. People don't realize that, but like you can do mental reps like that. Like when I... Okay, if we were to keep going, like, what does it feel like when you do that transfer and the ball's coming up? Like, how fast does that rhythm feel? Like, if you were to give me a word, is it boom? Or is it like, is it bop? Is it ta-da? Like, think about rhythms or words that give you onomatopoeia to think about the rhythm of that. How fast is that transfer yes. coming through? It's more of a whoom. It's like a whooshy sound <laughs> is how I feel bop. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Some of those words, like onomatopoeia or like uh did you ever get you ever hear like the word knuckle like it's like a tough term or like gooing gawing sounds or um they have certain i don't know if connotation is the word or whatever but like certain sounds have certain feelings internally like tough sounds like knuckle like click or pop you know what i mean like those words you can feel them in your body you know what they feel like right and yeah. i would recommend like doing the same thing like thinking about when you're thinking about like 
You know, that that's what the East Bay feels like for you, right? A windmill for me feels like, yeah, just like whoop, all the way around. <laughs> like that's the rhythm of it. It's if I were to think about the onomatopoeia for it, it'd be like punch and then whoop. That's what that's how slow mine is. You guys are probably like Isaiah. What is yours? If you were to think about a word to describe how fast your windmill is, your best and ones. A windmill. A windmill. Yeah. It's like a whoosh. Like whoosh. <laughs> that's how fast it is. Mine's so much slower. Um, but that gives you an idea for rhythms and stuff like that. Like the rhythm is usually really important. Sequentially building into it. Like you have to start feeling that stuff and thinking of those. Like what it feels like, and then again describing it to other people. They can start to get mine's, a vibe for it. Mine's. <laughs> Oh, That's how I describe it. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so this is also if you're listening to this, this is like independent to you. But CJ, this is what I want you to do before your dunks, even before you go into the session. Like you can do mental reps like that, even if you're doing walkthroughs and you're imagining yourself going through it, and then as you're taking each step, imagining what it's going to feel like, imagining like trying to get as close as possible on those imagining the, the muscles contracting through each step, imagining where you're feeling tension on your windmills, where you have tension on, you know, on the push off and where you have tension on the punch of the dunk and where you have tension on the landing, like getting that sensation and trying to just replicate that sensation. You know what I mean? That's, what's going to build confidence, right? Because you've been there already. You've done it already. You know what it feels like. You have the benefit of doing it like a million times. <laughs> so for you to, you know, you can feel when your jumps are off, right? Honestly, I mean, yeah. So now I, yeah. I want you to compare the jumps last week to the jumps this week. Or better yet, sorry. I want you to compare your jumps last week when you last jumped to your best jumping day ever. Where were the sensations different? Uh, definitely on the the approach, I would say. Okay, so how could you better replicate the approach? on your more Just be more, more aggressive. Like running faster? Um, yeah. So more momentum yeah. into it? Yeah. Okay. And then on the plant and things like that, where would, so now imagine yourself running that fast this, this upcoming Friday, like on the 12th, mm -hmm. where are you noticing there might be gaps or holes that you might not be able to replicate sensationally? Um, probably the, the penultimate step. Like if I could, if I could really get my plant foot out there. So you feel like your, your hamstring is going to limit you on that? yeah yeah okay so there's a little bit of be. like inhibition there right like you're like oh i can't yeah. quite tap into that because of my hamstring and so now I, it's, I it's also the same thing with the transfer with my shoulder okay so now i want you to I'm in there so now i want you to dial back from your best sensations dial back the effort to where you think you could get to and and start yeah, visual okay. and that's where your visualization is right because yeah. you can't get to that top point you'll get hurt right so you got to dial back your visualization and be like okay where is my realistic where can I realistically visualize this happening? Right. And that's where you want to feel everything out. You don't want to go to your, you want to like use the best day as your best case scenario. And then you can dial, you can click back, right? If that's a 10, click it back to a 7.5, you know what I mean? And start doing that every single time. And then as you get a little more comfortable and want to add effort, dial up the sensations to an eight before, you know what I mean? And, and things like that. And then following those sensations, like you can kind of get a progression in and of itself, you know, more than like an intensity, progression and you do the same thing in your warmups you don't even might not realize it but you do so yeah. you're not at your true 100 percent. like what percent do you think if you're thinking about those sensations being a 10 your best ones ever where do you think you're at right now honestly i'm actually i feel like with jumping yeah with jumping i feel like i'm i'm like a good 80 percent to be honest so you could get to an eight you could click you could dial it up to an eight yeah that's my point is <laughs> where how about your how about that east bay attempt in your class where was that oh uh, and that was off the dribble, so that was that could have been like 
eight to nine. Do you think you can do that again in your session this upcoming week? I should be able to think that. I would think um, about that. I would use that one as a gauge, <laughs> like because you've been there if, recently. If I could, you know what I mean. And it was if safe, I could find fine. that adrenaline. Yeah, I would just visual. I would Maybe. use visualization, and I would just be like, "This is what it felt like." You know, think about what it felt like. Think about how high your head was to the rim on the punch, and like, you know, everything. Like, think about the, think about those things, and it should help you connect the dots because you've been there recently, so you know you're healthy enough to do it. You just gotta visualize you know you got to get there in your head you got to get warm and then get there in your head kind of cool anyways <laughs> i see just like oh i got an adrenaline rush i'm ready to dunk he's <laughs> <laughs> like a crack addict isaiah's over there thinking about the same things probably he's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ear to ear thinking about like like uh what's your 360 behind the back between the legs felt like and like crazy stuff like that probably like oh it felt like this no nah, i was i was honestly thinking about just regular like a regular east bay like <laughs> And I was also I was also thinking um, as far as CJ because like uh, you can see the difference in intensity because like I've seen I mean, I've seen CJ that fucking eleven out of ten and like I know what I know what that looks like and then compared to uh, the session where he was trying East Bay before if I would give that a number it probably looked like a six. And like, and I know you can tap into, into higher. So it's, so I was like, I was just thinking about like that as well. Like, and then I could, from the East Bay that you said in your class, I never even seen that East Bay never will be, but I can, I can, I can see it in my head. Like, I know what that looked like. I know like what the intensity I can, like I can actually, well. Ooh, uh, to add to that, that approach was bouncy. Bouncy? off the okay yeah, I was, so there you go those yeah, are the things you want to try to was, replicate like and we can all think of that right i think one of the one of the things i was trying to do as a coach was educate myself yesterday right i have access to these elite high jumpers and i'm like you know high jumps kind of a bullseye type of thing even more that so than dunking for me and i was like okay what do you guys feel on your best takeoffs and everyone said effortless and i was like useless <laughs> like, yeah. you know like i need to walk people through what i just did for you guys so that other people can start to feel those sensations in their visualization to know I, like, what they, you know what I mean? What it feels like. I want to add a sensation into here because the session I just had yesterday, I, I wasn't jumping very well. Court was dusty. I wasn't as aggressive on my jumps um, versus the set, the session right before that, where I was jumping really high. My approach feels light when I'm jumping well and it feels heavy when I'm jumping poorly, like I feel heavier yeah. when, I'm, when I'm jumping poorly. So do you think you can try to replicate that in your approaches whenever you are having a bad day? Be like, all right, I'm going to try to think have so. a bouncier run up, right? Have a lighter run up. I think what probably is happening sensationally or realistically is you're probably in a lot more deeper position. So you feel weaker. So you feel heavier versus if you don't quite get into those angles, then you're probably going to feel lighter and bouncier, right? Because you're yeah. stronger in higher joint positions with your lower body. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you have better leverage, quote unquote. If you, I mean, that, that's another thing too, is understanding like, okay, sensationally I felt this. How do I get that same sensation? You know, sometimes you might not be able to connect the dots for yourself. And that's, I think where a coach comes in is like, okay, well, how can we, I want you to try to stay, keep your hips a little higher to try to get that. Did that give you the same sensation? You know, that was it. That was the same sensation. So now, you know, when you're not feeling that, what you have to do to feel it, you know, or for me, like speed jumping or whatever, I know when I don't have the right sensations or whatever, like I'm like, Oh, why didn't I get that same sensation on my takeoff that I got on the other ones? Well, I'm at a takeoff position. 
I didn't get into takeoff position. Okay, well, how do I get in takeoff position? I have to be quicker putting my takeoff leg out in front of me and getting my free leg back behind me, right? And that's how I'll get the same sensation at takeoff. And like, you know, that can be a tough thing for people to start to conceptualize, right? It's like, I want to add more effort into this, but I don't know how to get the same sensation when I add speed or when I add effort or, you know, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm not getting the same sensations. I don't know how to replicate those sensations. Like sometimes that's where a coach can help you fill in the gaps and stuff. Um, cause like, if you understand biomechanics, you're like, well, this might be one reason why. <laughs> and then you try it and you're like, it didn't work. It's like, okay, well let's try something else. Um, or different cueing and things like that to get those same sensations. But I think visualization is a really, really good strategy. Anyway, CJ, we're going to get back to your training here. <laughs> I don't even know where we're at as far as time, but I'm going to put in, now I'm just going to do this really fast. I was going to let you guys get in my head, but you guys don't get to be in my head. <laughs> All right. While you do that, I got another visualization thing All right. to, to kind of explain what the adrenaline feels like on like adrenaline days. Cause I, I definitely felt it last week. Uh, I get, I get like a, I think of like electricity. Like a tingling? So every, I get yeah, like every sensation. step on the approach <laughs> is very, is very just like electric. And at the same time, it also feels like somebody's pushing my back to go forward. So I have like a boost. Yeah. That's actually, I get the same sensation off one. It feels like scurrying. Like I, I put it on my story yesterday, like my best one foot jumps. It feels like a ramp like i'm a roller coaster or something or like a downhill train just like you know just like, yeah. Yeah. like it just ramps up Yo, every step. i just imagine like <laughs> if there was a dunk anime and we all had powers like i just imagine both of you guys saying that like like cj would literally go electric and then there would be like a hand and then there would be a hand like pushing him and then john you would have like a train like around you and like just zipping down like it feels dude honestly like imagine a sled downhill sled just like going off a ramp we say this all the time like like a snowboarder going down a hill into a ramp like that's what that's almost like what my best jumps feel like and like the better i jump the steeper that ramp is right so like if I not, I'm not jumping well, it's like a lower angle for the ramp. If I'm like jumping really well, it's like I really can get a steep angle on that ramp and just, just whoop right yeah. up into there and just pop off the ground. That's <laughs> almost what it feels like. Um, CJ, do you have access to a lying hamstring machine, curl machine? Um, I could I could do that. I could make one. You can you like can I make have one. bands and I have a bar. I want something more controlled. Yeah. Do you, you don't have any access then to machine no. hamstring exercises. What no. exercises can you do for your hamstring? The Nordic, you can do a Nordic, you can do... Well, I was... Okay, so I was doing... So the I I dropped back because I tried to do a leg, a leg day on Monday and I dropped back. And what I did was... Uh, I did like... Um, kind of like a hip thrust, but a single leg hip thrust on the ground. And I did like a 10 second hold. I did that 10 times on, on one leg. I did that. And then afterwards, I did a... Uh, uh, like I was flat on my back and let's say I had my feet up on my bed here straight and then and then I just hit, pushed my hips up and I did holds too, but that was actually a little bit too much. So you elevated your feet to make it harder? Yeah. You can just move your leg out, like walk your foot out further and that'll load the hamstring more. Do you follow? So, I mean, with that, with that, I'm just kind of saying that's, that's, I feel like that's where I was at in terms of like, that's as far as I could All go. Right, so your goal should be to uh, add weight or to walk it out further over time, but I'm just going to keep it at four by eight with that understanding, sure. mutual understanding for both of us. Sure. Um, so that this is for which, for which exercise single leg glute bridge. The, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. That's for his hamstring. That's addressing his hamstring. Yeah, yeah. Um, You felt like that addressed it, like, pretty specifically? It was, like, a good progression for you? It was okay. It was okay. What would be the next best one? Um, We could, tr- like, uh, RDLs, maybe? Maybe you, you could do an RDL? With, like, no weight. Starting with literally, like, something super light or, like, water bottles and then work up. <laughs> How about we start at, like, body weight and then we add a bar? Yeah. Actually, I think... Just change the range of motion, CJ. Just don't bend your knees more. Actually, this is how you do it. Yeah. Bend your knees more if you want to unload it. We'll do barbell and then with bent knees if your knees feel good enough to do that. But I think they'll be fine. I just changed this to RDL. I don't know why it's not updating. I think it's working, but it's not like updating immediately. And then with your squat, do you have a box you can sit down to, like a bench or something? I okay, do. Cool. We are going to do. Do you know the bottoms up squats? Yeah. So I want you to do, well, actually, I want you to do a pulsing squat. Pulsing box squat. And we'll give you four by 12. What weight do you think you could? So basically, it's sit down on the box at 90 degrees, like your knee at 90, and then go up to just about, like, don't go into a quarter squat, like, avoid the quarter squat, and you're just pulsing, like Isaiah was doing. Remember when Isaiah was doing the bottoms up squats, but he was, like, pulsing? Yeah. That's what I want you doing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that's basically what I want you doing. But you're not lifting it off the pins. I mean, you're going to have to go through that first quarter squat. But then you're just going to pulse in that kind of middle range. And yeah. the reason being is because PFP, the pressure, joint pressure decreases. Actually, joint surface area increases as you flex your knee more, which is good. But obviously, joint pressure goes up as, or sorry, the force, the reaction forces go up as you move into a deeper position. So your best case scenario is being in that middle range because you have a lot of surface area covering each other, a lot of contact between the patella, the femur, and the tibia. And you also have mitigated pressure. So that's kind of like a good spot to stay in. And then you can progress up the weight accordingly over time. Okay. Interesting, right? <laughs> Is the, do you have, do you have sure the most what... amount of pain in a deep squat and in a quarter squat? Uh, I got, I have a lot when I'm in, if I do deep, yeah. like if I were to do deep Yeah, right so now, we want to avoid that. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're staying in that yeah. like upper, you know what I mean? Avoiding that. The quarter squat, you probably don't because there's not, if you put lower to load it up, you probably would get more, wouldn't you? I'm not sure actually. Well, let's not try because you probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume you would. Um, so okay. we'll just, we'll keep it here and then we'll go at, um, what, what do you think you do for a pulsing box squat? Like hundred pounds or something like that? For uh, what I've been doing, like what I worked up to was 115 pounds. Right, let's keep it at 100. I think you can do so, 100 easy. Okay. That'll be super easy. And then I want you to do, we're just going to progress it by five pounds if you feel good. This is yeah. going to be your. What's the tempo like? Oh, slow. Or I would say like up, down, up, down. What pace is that? <laughs> Two or three count. Like up, I could, down, we could just... up down i don't know paced. what pace that is. that's what i always say yeah. people are like what's paced and i'm like i don't know like a two count <laughs> a three count i don't know <laughs> i just uh i just call that control control how about that yeah, yeah 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 i like that that's good that's good we're our visualization words are getting good Ooh, baby <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so 10 4 by 10 105 sweet and then can you do any calf raise stuff like any calf stuff right now I, I do that all the time. I just sit there and rep out calf raises when I'm bored. Perfect. Can you load them? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have much weights in the gym, so I use everything that I have. Perfect. I'm going to do AMRAP. 
That means as many as possible. <laughs> Basically ad nauseum because there's no reason not to. They don't cause pain. Calves are important for jumping. They'll help your knee, PFB. Do you have bands for glute, like sidewalks and stuff? Been doing those too. Perfect. Got them. So this is... Yeah, I've, I'm still keeping up with the uh, loading my uh, glute mead and my calves. Perfect, perfect. In hopes that it helps. I'm just going to put 10, and that's like tiny steps each direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let me go here. Yeah. Cool. And you can use a pretty strong band for that. Also, I want you to lightly stretch your rec fem. Lightly stretch your rec fem. Only light? Uh, what is light I to you? I would say like you feel a 6.5 out of 10. <laughs> and okay. I would do that. I would okay. do that beforehand. So, I'll add sure. In. Like, uh, do you know the standing one where you like keep your knees in line and you pull your foot behind you? Uh, it's a light. It's like a quad stretch. It's just like a standing quad stretch. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I want you to do. And I want you to do like it's. You can kind of do it. You can do it dynamically. I would probably do like thirty to forty-five seconds. You don't need a lot. Reason being, sure. because if you increase the time at what you're doing, there's high pressure in the joint when you do that, right? But it can be very beneficial yeah. to do because it will decrease the the pressure, like the joint pressure between or the forces between the two. There's some research that it like kind of alleviates pain a little bit. So by doing that beforehand, you are managing the intensity at which you're pushing the patella into that groove, but you're also getting the benefit of stretching, which is something that is beneficial for that specific pathology. Hence my idea. Isaiah thoughts, CJ thoughts. Uh, my thought is that, when my PFP gets really bad, I naturally, you'll see me do it in sessions. Like if it's bothering me, I'll, I'll stretch my quad like a lot. Like I'll bring my leg behind me and I'll do it for like five seconds. And yeah, like I just realized I do that just subconsciously. Yeah, I think, I think it's like a good thing for PFP. It like can help a little bit. You just don't want to do it. Maybe that's a better idea is just like, are they five second, like intense holds? I, I literally go like this. Like I'll just stand and I'll like pull back and then like, and then let yeah. Go. Okay. And that's it. So as needed, maybe. <laughs> I think doing it for an extended period of time. Like I only do it that short because like it's like a weird thing. Like I do it subconsciously. Okay, cool. Like, I just bring my. All right, yeah, we'll keep it notes. there. CJ, you follow that. All right. Yeah. Cool. Hope you're taking mental notes. Yeah. Because it definitely when I would stretch when I had bad tendinopathy, like regular tendinopathy, it would definitely make it worse. But for PFP, it's always made it better. Cool. Um, and then the infamous deadlift oh goodness gracious how are we going to build this back in i think the rdl could be a good progression for your deadlift cj so okay. like yeah, i mean so you're gonna do like i could literally start with like i don't know why it keeps doing nothing a bar no <laughs> could also cut the range of motion that's what, that's what i'm saying yeah so cj you i don't want you to decrease the weight as much as i want you to change the range of motion and I, and I want you okay. to change your positioning so it's less load. So you can bend your knees to decrease the load, and you can not go as far down. Does that make sense? I could do that. Basically, just don't have yeah. don't have a stretch in your hamstring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, more, yeah. The more you. tension you feel, the obviously, the more stretch you feel, the worse it is. And then work on hinging as well. And I think that would be, like, a better progression. You have glute bridging in there, so that's going to hit your hips. We have something for your quads. We have something for your calves. We have something for your glute med. So... There's a pretty robust plan, right? <laughs> and we can, the goal is going to be to progress up the RDL. If you want a goal, yeah. if I were to give you like a program goals, 
because sometimes you guys, people like that. <laughs> Progress up the squats in weight and then move through more full range of motions. What should I number these? And then the second goal, oh, this is ugly. Second goal would be to increase the weight and ROM on RDLs, eventually moving to deadlift from blocks. And then increase the length leg lever on single leg glute bridges, then add weight. Um, jump to jump higher. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. How do you know, how do you make that transfer from RDLs to deadlifts? You will, so what you'll do is as your hamstring gets better, you will, and you can do like regular RDLs, you will progress to a deadlift from blocks and you'll use like very lightweight and then you will progress the weight. You'll progress the deadlift down to the floor and then you'll add weight progressively as you go through that process. I see. So you can, you can do it a couple ways. You could keep it from blocks and increase the weight and then progress your way down. Or you could, uh, that's probably what I would do. I would start from blocks and then increase the weight and then drop the, increase the range of motion, drop the weight, and then re-increase the weight, increase the range of motion, drop the weight, re-increase the weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like this like undulating cycling of it. Um, calf strength. Strong. <laughs> and I mean <laughs> glute meat strength how about this I'll make it action work get calf strong and actually it's calves so I'm going to have to change that uh, for your glute meat I would just say progress uh, progress up bands and reps and yep. do you need core work or anything right now I'll do the, them at the end of every okay, workout. Cool. Sweet. I feel like that covers everything, right? There's a, am I missing anything, Isaiah? I think that's it. All right. I think we got a good plan in place. It was pretty simple seemingly, guys, but there was a lot of thought that went behind this. Hopefully, you guys got a little bit into my head and how I program. <laughs> I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Sweet. What you guys? What'd you guys think? Isaiah, CJ, did you guys enjoy that little uh, maneuver there? Yeah. Obviously, I did. <laughs> Isaiah, did you learn? Yeah, it was. I mean, a lot of it. A lot of it is because, like, the, I I do a PFP as well, so um, kind of intuitive for you. Yeah, there was a lot of like kind of insight, and and it's gonna give me a lot of insight in how to program for other people. Yeah, for PFP, PFP as well. Yeah, I think that yeah. if you're listening to this and stuff, it is a good lesson into like how to view PFP. Some of the like the things that I consider when I'm looking at PFP. If it is actually PFP, you'll notice I, a couple things I didn't do. I did not put isometrics in there. I did not put deep squats in there. I did not put quarter squats in there. Those are all things that I would do in other progressions. And I took them out completely for this one. I also took into consideration his hamstring and knowing what things will load it more or less and focused on his strengths, right? If he can jump, that's a big strength. That's something working in our favor. We can jump. We need to do that. <laughs> if we can do the most specific best thing for your vertical, we need to make sure we're doing that consistently. So he's got his own stuff for his shoulders. So we're checking all the boxes and making sure that we are keeping a very robust athlete. We've got speed work, 
in the form of landings from the dunks and the dunks themselves and jumping. We've got the elastic work also plyometrics there and in a dose that is going to keep him healthy and progressing forward. And we've got all the strength work to address some of the issues that he's having everywhere else in his body. So I feel like that was really useful. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you like this, make sure that you comment, like, subscribe. We will hopefully be getting CJ on again in the near future. CJ, thank you for blocking out an hour of your time to do this. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. <laughs> well, thank you for the programming and thank you for all the uh, the work and the tips and the visualization. All That'll that. be roughly $1,500. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on tomorrow's episode.